Welcome to the Wildly Terrible Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hello, Holly. Oh, my goodness. What a whirlwind of a morning. It's an hour later than we normally start recording because I had to cry (laughs) for like a full 40 minutes to you. It's okay. It's It's just the perfectionism showing. I know. And there's our transition to our banter It's so funny because we, we, somebody in the Wildly Tarot group whose name, if I were a better person, I would already have on the top of my head. Who suggested it? See, this is the perfectionism. I feel like I have some sort of moral failing because I can't remember the person well, who recommended Well, it was in Ren's thread talking about, like, old religious, like, religiosity kind of perhaps maybe influencing some behaviors with tarot and, like, how often someone should do tarot. And this listener was, like, coming in hot with this book recommendation. Yeah. And it's Okay, it's amazing. Trish. I knew it started with a T. Trish recommended this book in our group that literally has completely changed the way I think about myself. And Esther and I mm-hmm. both are simultaneously reading it and like <laughs> yes. having these revelations. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. It's insane. So the book is called the perfectionism workbook. And I don't consider myself a perfectionist, but I am because I'm constantly giving myself so much grief all the time. But I think that mm-hmm. in like past iterations of our lives, when stuff felt so felt so much less like unknowable and bananas. We could just right. chalk a lot of like the stuff that we say about ourselves up to self-deprecation, like calling ourselves right. dummies and stuff like that. But now I'm realizing how much freaking truth is in there. <laughs> All right. of my self-deprecation is coming from a place of being a really terrible perfectionist. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and as I was like reading the book because like I know I have perfectionist tendency was when it comes to like projects and like doing this podcast and things like if something's not perfect I like shut down but so I thought like oh I, this is just gonna be like a a small little direct like little perfectionist thing but I think it would help with like my the old re- religious sort of like scripts that I had going on yeah in the past and then as I took the quiz I was getting like 64 70s like 64 was my lowest score holly 64 is my lowest score and it's like you're a perfectionist you need to deal with this it's like it's not out of 100 the, the workbook should note it's not out of 100 no it's it's out of 70 yeah exactly so 64 <laughs> like is it's, extreme. it's like out of 70 yeah <laughs> yes yeah. yeah and so i have i have never really considered myself a perfectionist because usually i chalk like with because I always kind of associated with tasks specifically and I've always been a little bit more like it's okay like we did our best like that sort of thing I without any like self-deprecation just truly believing well I put a lot of energy into that and so you know it's good but the type of perfectionism that I found out I have is emotional perfectionism (laughs) (laughs) oh really yeah and they they, like it's such a good worksheet because they Mm -hmm. the author goes through like all of these different types of perfectionisms and their characteristics and beliefs and behaviors and when I got to the emotional perfectionism I was like this is horrible to see <laughs> this yes. is really yes. bad news it's for me shocking <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh i didn't realize it was this bad like yeah you, you just think that okay this so this kind of helps keep me on track this helps me like look really good but mine is a lot of mine is performance based yeah as like where it it kind of goes back to the religious teaching that i was put under like if it's not perfect like you're trying to be as perfect as you can because of God and you'll never be perfect. Like you're told you'll never be perfect, but you have to be as perfect as possible. Yeah. And so it's a lot of that when you're like, I was reading, I was like, these were things that they were telling children. Yeah. Totally. The standard of telling children. And you don't realize like the layers that it like packs on as you grow older into this and as you become an adult. And so basically I have all of them, but in varying different levels. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, so I'll try this meditation thing and we'll see how this goes. Like th- the last third of the book is about dealing with the perfectionist behaviors. And one of the ones that he talks about a lot is exposure therapy, but like the actual therapeutic term for it. So me, my emotional perfectionism of, I always have to be in a good mood. I have to appear calm and in control at all times. And it's not okay to feel down or anxious. It's even worse for to let others see that really went through an exposure therapy moment this morning when for like <laughs> the third week in a row, I see your face and immediately start crying. <laughs> I mean, the good thing 
it, I'm like, I, you know, it's like a, you find comfort in someone else. Well, like, I still feel terrible time. about per, like making you deal with my emotional stuff. And that comes from the place of the emotional perfectionism. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. like be a like burden to others. It's not so much that I think that you're, that people are going to judge me. It's that I always, mm-hmm. I want to seem so calm, cool and collected, or at least like, jokingly a disaster rather than actually a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this book, Trish, you've completely destroyed me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're to blame for this, Trish. Yeah. I mean, it's (laughs) good to know. Even though she just read it three days ago, you're to blame for the last three. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, and I was talking to my friend Mara, who is a trained therapist, who's an advisor. Actually, my two like best friends locally are both trained therapists who are now academic advisors with me. <laughs> and we both, she was talking about how she bought a bunch of self-help books recently. Cause she's going through um, a divorce and we've been telling her like, you need to get some self-help books. She has a therapist, but it's like, you know, still, and she's been, is so resistant to it. And I don't read very many self-help books either. And we both had this realization that that's the perfectionism that we're like, we don't need other people to help us. We need to be able to figure this out by ourselves, but that's not true. And that is so much more clear right now than it was for me two months ago. And I'm like, so pro therapy. I've never, I've never like been resistant to that. But for some reason, the idea of reading self-help books was really like triggering to this whole, like I should be able to resolve this without help thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that way. I just would have never thought to pick up a perfectionist book because, you know, I'm not a walking perfectionist. My house is in chaos. Like, but I don't have Did you like, get to that one anecdote yes. about the guy whose house is in chaos all the time because it's like he can't begin it? Yes, that is exactly my problem. Like, or if it gets to a certain point, my brain literally shuts down and I just cannot. The anymore. avoidant behavior. Yeah. yes it's It's just like such a good book it's so good but it's also very difficult because i'm like there is so much to do there are so many like little minor perfectionist triggers like i i swear to you like three of the quizzes you know like most of them i scored us like a 70 (laughs) this esther esther what have you been doing yeah how have you made it this long in your life How have you not broken down? In front? You, you're keeping your cool, Esther, but wow. Well, then, <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, then you're like going to, like, absolutely lose it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's like all facade. And it's it's oldest. I, Holly and I were talking about this. It's oldest child syndrome. Yeah. Where we've had to keep it together for so long for so many other people. I think especially and the so, emotional stuff, like, because I'm not yeah. as worried about messing up tasks because my parents are really, really easygoing. And they never did the, like, why are you messing this up sort of thing? Like, we could start mm-hmm. a thing and quit a thing in the same day. And they'd be like, okay, well, that's fine. Whatever you want to do. But the positivity thing, the sort of like toxic positivity in some ways, Mm -hmm. I think toxic positivity makes it sound a lot more like it's something you can control. And the perfectionism book helped me realize that it's not like it's a pathology in my brain, not just Mm -hmm. a me being like toxically positive. It's like an actual perfectionism thing, not just me being like a spiritual bypasser or whatever. But I I think especially the you have to keep it together thing is definitely an oldest child, at least for me and for you. We're both like, yeah, we we have to seem like we have it together because we have these younger siblings who rely on that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We're learning a lot about ourselves, but the book is really worth downloading. It's on Kindle Unlimited. So if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's for free or it's included, I guess. It's called the Perfectionism Workshop Workbook, Proven Strategies to End Procrastination, Accept Yourself and Achieve Your Goals by Taylor Newendorp. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I recommend it. I really liked it. It was super helpful. I am still working through it because just a lot of work. Like that's perfectionist tendency. Like I have this whole entire book to work through on stuff about me. And so what I'm going to do, which is also (laughs) a symptom of my perfectionism is I read through it really fast with the intention of going back and revisiting it. And then I'm never going Uh to, but I'm always going to feel totally, totally like garbage because I didn't revisit, (laughs) revisit it in the way that I thought. what What we need to do is we need to commit to doing a podcast like mini episode about this book yeah so both of us actually get through it that's a good idea because we do those additional episodes so yeah why not that's a great idea i think that i kind of want the paper version so i can like mark yeah. it all up 
because I put notes in the Kindle Unlimited version, but it's just not the same. Yeah, at all I need to like back would be scratch and rant. I and need stuff. it in red. See how <laughs> bad my perfectionism is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> ready for card of the day let's see am i ever yeah let's get into some thankfully the day please be nice no three of swords again (laughs) let's see you don't want to know just a second shut up what is it is it the tower nope nope we're going to go with the ten of pentacles you can't do okay now tell me what it is It was a seven of cups. So it wasn't bad. It was just, I was just like, no, we don't. Holly doesn't need this right now. Holly doesn't need too much this water. Right too much now. water. <laughs> bail, bail. I appreciate you taking care of me in that way, Esther. See, you're being my big sister. <laughs> big sisters know how to work things. I I did a reading for my sister about a job interview that she has tomorrow, yesterday, or she has it today. I did the reading yesterday. And I, at one point, pulled a card. I don't even remember what it was. And I was like, nope, this isn't it. And she's like, can you do that? I was like, can you? Yes, I, I'm the oracle. I normally <laughs> wouldn't. But I was also using the mini um, Everyday Witch Tarot that just came out. Oh, that's like okay, yeah. the height of a chapstick. It's so small. And it was really hard for me to control. Because the cards <laughs> are so tiny. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. I saw that it was the size of, of a mouse, and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's the size of my mouse. It's the same height as like a standard chapstick. It's crazy. Okay. It's so cute. That is. Oh, I love it. Love it. Anyway, 10 of pentacles, I can take. I can we take can t- that. 10 of pentacles, yes. <laughs> 10 of pentacles is today. Okay, so our first question of the episode is from Deb, and she says, I work at a bank, which means I'm considered an essential service, and I'm still working as normal during this pandemic. Problem is, I hate my job, and I've been thinking about leaving and applying for other jobs before this thing hit. Now I feel stuck, as if I was in an abusive relationship I couldn't leave. I need the money, and I'm glad I still, I'm still getting paid as normal, but I'm so unhappy. How can I cope with this pause on my career? I had been considering starting a tarot business, but I'm afraid to not have a full-time job income. And for that reason, I had hoped for a promotion within the company that would bring me a position that doesn't make me as stressed and dissatisfied, so that I could kind of do both. How can I handle all these feelings, and how do I find balance during these times? Uh, I mean, I think the main thing right now is just remembering that this isn't going to last forever. I think that's like the hardest part about so much uncertainty is that it feels like what's currently happening is always going to be happening. Mm -hmm. So that's just the Esther on the other side reminder, because she says that to me all the time, dear listeners. So (laughs) (laughs) I think the whole world is kind of experiencing like a hanged hanged man moment. Yeah. We're just kind of suspended in reality and you're just kind of watching things go by slowly, even though they're not. So this this will be different at some point. Yeah. But. That's not really hopeful while you're in it. It's still, we'll still read for it, but also keep that in mind. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So how do you want to read for this? Oh, yikes. What's going on? Let's see. So their first question is, how can I handle all these feelings? So, well, I think we should deal with that first. Like the, how can I, how can Deb handle all these feelings? Pulling some cards for that. And if it says balance, I'm going to kick Tara It's going to 100% be helpful. like the hanged man and temperance. And <laughs> temperance and the two of pentacles. Okay. Dear Taro, her next question has is how to find balance. Please hold off. Yeah. Until Dear the tarot. next question to, to give them those cards to us. Dear Taro, <laughs> let's do this the right way. Okay. How yes. can I, what? If you handle these feelings. How can I handle all these feelings? <laughs> I'm so, uh, Jesus Christ. Okay, well, you're going to laugh. What did you get? What, what did you get? I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like I'm being pranked by the tarot. 
Okay, what did you get? So how can I handle these feelings? I got the eight of voices, which is what? Eight of swords, right? Eight of swords, right. And the five of cups. Okay. So it's like... That's helpful. Kind of. But the eight of swords is hilarious because she feels trapped and I pulled the eight of swords for how to deal with You are trapped. Sorry. Exactly. What did you get? I got... The Explorer of Wands, which is the Knight of Wands. What deck are you using? I'm using, what was it called? I'm thinking it. Sorry. You asked me too late at night. I put you on the spot. No, (laughs) I made you deal with my emotional crisis for an entire hour and a half, and then we started recording. (laughs) So you should be in tip-top form, right? What is is this Show me, show me. What is this? Uh, We just reviewed it. Spacious. Spacious Tarot. Spacious Tarot. Thank you. Because the thing is that the Van Mystics deck keeps coming to mind. Starkeeper. Oh, my God. I can't freaking wait for that. I know. I know. I can't wait either. But apparently my mind can't either because it's just like here. Okay. So I got the Knight of Wands, essentially, and Temperance. So Tara was pranking me. Tara, we just told you we didn't want to. We just told you to hold off. Come on. Okay. So Knight of Wands, Temperance, the Eight of Swords, and the Five of Cups. Yes. The Knight of Wands is kind of the only outlier there because temperance and balance, temperance and balance and the eight of swords and being trapped and the five of cups and feeling like you're I think it's, focusing it's on the loss things. Yeah. And I guess the five of, uh, or not the five, the Knight of Wands is so chaotic that that does. I think he's just like that energy that presses forward no matter what. Yeah. Like yeah. he's just he's just the one that rushes in there. He's gonna keep going until his fire burns out. Well, and paired with temperance, it's also kind of like maybe pushing through and not becoming despondent. Like the balance that's there in temperance is saying, like, don't get too focused on maybe the cards that I pulled of feeling trapped right. and the sadness involved with the five of cups. Like keep moving forward, sort of despite everything that's going on around you. And don't let your mind focus. I mean, that's so much easier said than done on the, Mm -hmm. the feelings of not being able to make any moves yet. So maybe we should pull some cards about how to feel like she's harnessing the Knight of wands, wands energy, energy. Yeah. Like in a more positive way, rather than it just being like put on a blindfold and run through and rushing forward. Right. (laughs) Being a smart Knight of wands. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) How to be a smart Knight of wands through this. I like that. I think that that's a good, because I, because I like this energy because it feels like you're being held back. It feels like there's like the sadness is holding you back. Yeah, totally. And the Knight of Wands is like, despite everything that's going on, we're just going to keep pressing forward and we're going to make stuff happen. Pressing forward so. is such a generous way to put the Knight of Wands energy to me, I which know. is more like, I know. I'm trying to be- <laughs> he's like rushing forward. <laughs> like, I don't care what's going on. We're just going. Okay. So I got nine of cups and 10 of swords for this. Oh, that is interesting. I know. And I got the lovers and four of cups. Four of cups. We have like everything's so scattered in this. I think because there's just so much unknown. It's really hard to say like, here's how you should be acting when there's not really solid ways to be acting. Maybe it'll all make sense right. to Deb. <laughs> right. Uh, well, and also I think maybe because also the the Knight of Wands is so chaotic in his core anyway, there's going to be so many influences yeah. that kind of like push, drive him forward. Well, the other thing so about with, the lover, okay, so you got lovers, four lovers, of cups, four cups, and I got the nine of cups and the 10 of swords. I almost feel like the lovers is more focusing on that, making a decision meaning of the lovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so like making the choice to pull that fourth cup out of the air, you know what I mean? Like, right. There's going to be more intentionality about ways to harness the moving forward energy rather than feeling that eight of swords, like trapped feeling kind of yes. acknowledging that you're feeling completely overwhelmed, but also that you sort of like know yourself well enough to know with that nine of cups that you can grab the fourth cup and the four of cups and make decisions about like where you want to let your feelings reside, like more in the exhaustion or more in the, like, I know myself well, and I have to make a decision to move forward. So I almost feel like the way to harness the night energy is to start looking for another job. Yeah. Yeah. Start seeing those possibilities, start exploring 
those choices that are on your that are available to you. Yeah, and like deciding to not let the Ten of Swords be like kind of the area where your mind is landing. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. And then also like starting to look for jobs. I mean, I know that it sounds so, so out of the realm of possibility, but things are, some areas are hiring people. Some like functional areas, not like geographic areas necessarily, but there are things happening in the world still. Even if it feels like you're trapped because you're in this really difficult situation of, having to go to work every day and like feeling like you hate it and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. There still are people who are going through hiring processes. Right. And even in maybe in your own company, because you're already looking or hoping for a position to open in your companies, maybe even kind of putting out other feelers in your, within your own company. Yeah. To see if you could just do a move within, within something it. that you already know. Well, and the other thing that I think is worth noting is that we got this question like a week ago and I do feel like stuff has been changing so much that the first few weeks of everything, there was like every company was like, we're hiring freeze, blah, 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 blah. But now that right. we're kind of like getting more, everyone had to make a lot of decisions right off the bat. And now that those decisions have been made, I feel like people are doing more like fine tuning and looking at the future and figuring out ways to, like keep things going as much as possible. So it may have felt a lot worse a week ago, Mm. two weeks ago. And maybe now people in places are offering that fourth cup. Like you might be able to find that opportunity that you're just not really seeing right now because the feeling of the 10 of swords is weighing so heavily rather than the feeling of like, you know, I'm established. I know how I feel. I can see what's in front of like those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. And their second question is how can they find balance during these times? Yes. 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 It's just going to be temperance again, Esther. I know. I'm, I already took, pulled my temperance. So it's your turn. <laughs> Sorry. You're going to be in charge of Deb from now on. Oh, I got the Queen of Wands and the Hierophant. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the Hierophant is the Taurus sign, so that's also you. <laughs> You're like, I refuse. I will not be in charge of this. Okay, and I got the Seven of Wands and the Devil. Hmm. Seven of Wands and the Devil. Huh. Okay. Uh, that's, again, we're like, so normally we align exactly, and that's creepy, but now we're like showing like- two sides of the same coin. Like, I feel right. like Seven of Wands and the Devil is in direct opposition with the Queen of Wands and the Hierophant. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe the, like, that's interesting because the question was about balance. Right. So maybe the way maybe to... Maybe those are the two balances she needs to maintain. Yeah. There's, like, almost some level of, like, figuring out where in the spectrum feels the most balance between this kind of, like chaos and lack of control and this like mm-hmm. rational capable like teacher controlled person on the other side right what's interesting to me is of course the seven of wands is that like initial like stand of defense and like the seven eight nine of wands um sort of like feel and battle sort of feeling so they're that initial like stand of defense like the first line of defense yeah i think and then the, the devil Like, I think it's kind of like seeing everything realistically, because when you kind of see those addictions like in your face, you're being realistic about the the, what's ahead of you, I guess. And the battle that you're kind of fighting instead of like catastrophizing, catastrophizing. Yeah, because I think that's what kind of the devil kind of does to keep you kind of trapped. It's like this is your worst nightmare come true. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I wonder if there's also for mine an element of like talking to somebody who you see as a mentor about like oh, yeah. ways of dealing with this too. Because if you've been in the same role for a while, there has to be somebody that like, you know, helps you or like you feel safe with going to. I mean, I guess that's not true. Mm-hmm. There doesn't have to be somebody like that, but maybe not even at work, but somebody who's like been kind of a teacher slash mentor and they can help you take off that like blindfold also. Right. Yeah. And empower you. Yeah. 
Oh, and then I just flipped over a card because I was like, maybe I need a tiny bit more clarification. And I got the Eight of Swords again. So. Okay, yeah. Just remembering that, like, you get to make the decision to move on. I think that that's, like, the component of the Eight of Swords that we didn't talk about when I pulled it earlier. Is that, like, the figure in the Eight of Swords does get to empower themselves and move on. They don't have to stay in those swords. Yeah. Good luck, Deb. Yes, good luck. And just keep reminding yourself that everything is changing all the time. And you don't have to be stuck if you don't want to be stuck. That was that was such an oversimplification. But you know what I mean? (laughs) Like you can still decide that you're going to work towards getting out of there. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for your service during this time. Yeah. Essential worker. No kidding. Okay, And then our second question is from Grudge from Grudge Monster. (laughs) I love that. Which I was like. This has to be a cancer, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. I would say probably yes. Some sort of water sign. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Grudge Monster's question is, how do I let go of useless grudges? I'm talking extremely minor things. E.g., a coworker told me I looked tired when I got super stressed about work, mostly from people I'll never see again. E.g., I have since changed careers and moved across the country. <laughs> That happened years ago. I have many specific tidy grudges like this that will pop into my head randomly, usually when I'm already grouchy or I'm trying to fall asleep and I'll get all worked up mad about it again. I'm also interested in spells, rituals, or mantras that may help. Thanks. (laughs) Grudge monster, I love you so much. I really thought this was from my... I would say they were Scorpio because they're rage, like they're getting mad about it at night. I think it's a Scorpio. I really thought it was like from my sister until the move across the country part. And then I was like, no, just kidding. Okay. I don't mean to laugh because I'm sure that's incredibly frustrating. I'm sure it's it's pretty stressful. Like you're not able to get to sleep at night. Yeah. Which is my worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. But this is such a good question because I don't really relate to this. I have talked about this before, but I forget thing, bad things that happen to me almost immediately. I feel like that's your perfectionism. Maybe this is something your perfectionism, like working on that will solve because it bugs the crap out of me that I don't remember anything bad because you're a grudge holder. (laughs) You're always like, well, like, it's not, like, necessarily, like, petty things. It's just more of, like, excuse you, no, it's me. Not even this, a I was holder, wrong for a reason. You remember when people wrong yes. you, and I do not yes. remember when people she wrong me. She does not. <laughs> and I'm just like, you don't remember this person did this to us. How dare you? They're assholes. And I'm like, like what? And she's oh like, God. no, they're really nice people. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I have to be <laughs> nice to them now? <laughs> I know. I'm sure that that's infuriating because you're like, wait, we're supposed to be mad at that. We're supposed to be mad about the same stuff. Mad at and them for good reason. My brain is like huh who huh what <laughs> and i'm like fine 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 yeah i hope that my so. perfectionism doesn't make it so that i remember bad things that have happened to me more jesus <laughs> I've, if i have to hold keep... one grudge holly yeah that's can fine. we just do one can we decide on one mutual grudge oh well i will never hold. forgive tom cruise for being tom cruise i fucking hate that guy oh okay 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 <laughs> I'm glad we solved that problem because that is not my problem at all. I, I, like, no I still can't watch anything that he's in because I hate him so okay, much. Okay, maybe maybe our like our one for the year will be we cannot hold a grudge against Carol, but we can hold grudges against the Tiger King. How about that? We okay. Can, we can do that. Yes, 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 okay. yes, 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 yes. That's okay. fine with me. Okay. <laughs> at first I was like, who the fuck is Carol? <laughs> oh my gosh. She doesn't listen to the episode, you guys. Okay. So I would say as a sort of like letting go ritual is to hold, like write the grudge on a piece of paper and burn it in like a cauldron or a burn safe bowl. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Because you're essentially like letting it go and then you can like spread the ashes in the wind. To me, that's like a ritual slash spell that I've seen with a lot of different, like releasing lots of things like, you know, worries and things like that. But I think especially with this, it's just you have that physical component of actually seeing it burn away, like become literal ash. Yeah. And you're also then releasing it to the wind or flushing it down the toilet. It depends on what you think of the person. Yeah. So. Yeah. I yeah. think another thing, maybe, maybe uh grudge monster also needs to read the perfectionism book because I feel like if you feel like people are judging you and like, that's ma- like the thing, if, if the root of the grudge is that you felt like that person was being judgmental or like seeing through some perfectionism or seeing a flaw Mm -hmm. in you, then that could also be more about you worrying that that flaw is true. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if people think that I look 
tired at work. They're going to think that I'm not as responsible or as in control or as Mm -hmm. capable. And that's why somebody saying you look tired makes you feel like triggered later or you look tired. Well, I'm trying to look professional. So if I'm not looking professional, then what does that say about me? All of that stuff is the perfectionism. So Mm -hmm. maybe also figuring out what the root of that is and then trying to release that anxiety, the root anxiety that that, you know, little dig comes from would be an even more strong way of releasing all of the grudges associated with that anxiety. So if you think like, Mm -hmm. wow, a lot of the grudges that I'm holding relate to people suggesting that I'm not good at my job, then you Mm -hmm. could, the thing you could write on the piece of paper would be, I release anxiety about job performance. Yeah. And then hopefully all of the grudges would then be impacted by that. So maybe try it and with really hyper specific grudges and also with more general General, like ideas. Um, The other thing that I wanted to add is that I do this a lot, but I have found that brown paper bags work a lot better than like printer Mm -hmm. paper because they're not treated with the same chemicals. So they burn more cleanly. Like they burn Mm -hmm. all the way through rather than like going out. Right, right, right. So that might be something to think about too. Like grab a grocery bag or a lunch bag or whatever And then when you do the burning, you can even just do it on a pot, like a stove pot, but outside because it will be smoky, write as much as you need to. And then you can roll it up Mm -hmm. or fold it up. There's a lot of different traditions of how you can fold it, like folding it away from you three times is a one perceived way of releasing it. So you could do that. Yeah. Um, And then burn it. And I found that the brown paper works a lot better than like notebook paper or printer paper. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a long ass list, which it sounds like Grudge Monster might. <laughs> hey, Grudge Monster, also, I'm teasing because I love you and please don't be mad at me about this. <laughs> please don't be mad at the podcast. Now I'm all of a sudden worried that it's going to be more no. going to be one of the grudges. No, I, I think it's okay. <laughs> I, and I, do, I think we're giving good practical advice. Well, and I also so. think that the grudges really do. I mean, I, like after reading that fucking perfectionism book, Esther, seriously, Mm -hmm. like every single grudge that you could have for something petty, it can feel so petty, but it's coming from a place of being worried that those Mm -hmm. people are seeing something that you don't like about yourself. Yeah. And they're, and they're kind of like accidentally exposing that to everybody and kind of like putting you on read and on blast in front of this whole crowd of people. Yeah. Which is like my worst fear. Yeah. Which is not, which is not what they're doing, but it's just that perception of yourself. And then that heightened perception of what their actions are going to essentially do. That's, and then it spirals. Well, yeah. So. so I was, I'm thinking because I've alluded to this already, but my mom and my sister are both cancers and we have this family motto that I've talked about here before. That's no one cares. We just say it to each other mm-hmm. all the time because Sometimes we, especially that, well, I love you, mom and Katie. Don't be mad at me about this. Sometimes it can be really easy to assign motivation to things that people say or do really without Mm -hmm. thinking. And I, my dad and my brother are both fire signs and my mom and my sister are both uh, water signs. And obviously I'm a Taurus, I'm an earth sign. So I think that like the, no one cares mantra has been helpful in our family because my dad or brother or me can say something kind of like flippantly or jokingly or whatever that can really like be a little bit more perceived as snarky or mean or whatever. So Mm -hmm. reminding yourself that like other people mostly aren't thinking about how things are impacting you. You are the only one who's in charge of what, you're experiencing in that way. I mean, this is obviously mm-hmm. for like minor stuff, not like microaggressions or like racism or sexism or oh, yeah, homophobia, yeah, but like yeah. those little interpersonal things where it feels just like, why did you say it like that? Like just remind mm-hmm. yourself that for the most part, they're not even thinking about you when they say stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Like they could be thinking I'm so tired and they're totally projecting on you as looking tired. Yeah. Like we're all tired. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and the, the fact is that they're not staying up in the middle of the night thinking about what they've done to you, essentially. Yeah. Like, you know, where it's just, it's something that's affecting you and, you know, whether it was wrong or right, it's something that you need to release for your own health. Ex- especially general, if it's I preventing think, you so. from sleeping. I mean, Jesus Christ, yeah. that is the worst. So yeah, I it think really that doing is. a releasing spell where you burn shit is helpful because yes. the fire is so symbolic. And also I feel like if you're somebody who likes working with energy in that way. It feels good. 
You don't have yeah. to be a pyromaniac like I am to really no. like lighting shit on fire. Although yeah. I fucking love it. I love lighting shit on fire. <laughs> but we can also pull some yeah. cards about this. Like ways. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah. Ways to uh, kind of release grudge holding. I think the okay. first step is acknowledging that you're a grudge holder also. Like saying, I You've hold done that grudges. By your gr- Say, I'm, I'm a grudge monster. I'm a grudge monster. Yeah. And that's not saying, like, excuse it and hold all the grudges you want. But knowing that that's a thing will also help you release more grudges because you know, yeah. like, I have to think, is this a reasonable grudge or is this me being a grudge monster? Yeah. And then okay. light some Pulling shit on cards. Fire. Yeah, just light shit on fire. Okay. Let's see. Or should we do maybe, like, how to deal with grudges in general and then maybe also, like, a emergency mindset shifter sort of thing like in the moment yeah. of when you're starting to feel yourself getting worked up here's what you should do yeah okay. I like that so we'll do the more general and then the more specific okay I freaking love this deck I'm using the mass market muse oh, and I yeah. just love the muse tarot so much and the mass market version is so easy the cardstock is like a little bit sleeker than the indie version and it's oh, just yeah. like a t- complete delight Oh, I love that. Okay, so you've been hearing me shuffle this whole entire time. I got the Ace of Cups and the Explorer of Wands again, a.k.a. the Knight of Wands. Okay, and I got the Page <laughs> of Swords and the Sun. Oh. Explorer of Wands. Basically, like, things aren't as bad as what you're fatalizing. Well, and also, be. yeah, think about how nice it would be if you weren't generally holding grudges. Yes. Just like this explorer of wands is holding his wand, release that wand from your little <laughs> little gecko tail. Well, and also, I mean, maybe that's in general thinking of the difference between what like a page of page of swords versus knight of wands energy would be like in the context of this question is like your brain is wildly galloping away with your grudges. Like you recognize that mm-hmm. it's happening. But it's still getting out of your control. And so especially with this ace of cups, the ace of cups is overpouring emotion. Yeah, that that's that fire energy of like rushing out of control as well as this, you know, the ace of cups in a toxic way can be a overflowing emotional experience that you can't hold back. Totally, totally. So maybe then the page of swords being in that mix also would be like. Rather than letting the actions of letting your cycle of grudge holding go forward in that moment where it's first starting, be really, really rational about like, what is the next step that I can take? How is this making me feel? How can I avoid this? How can I Mm -hmm. focus on the positivity and the light in my life? Like that sun in my life, rather than kind of the feelings of grudge holding running away from me. Yeah. Okay, so then in the moment, what can you do to prevent it from spiraling? And again, I I shuffled very well. I got the Six of Cups and the Devil. And I got the Ten of Swords and Death. I think this is about changing your cycle. Yeah. Where history is going to repeat itself, and you're going to have to come revisit the cycle, because the Devil is a cycle, Death is a cycle... And the Six of Cups is like that repeating history. Yeah, and the Ten of Swords is kind of the worst part of the cycle, the, like, downest part of the cycle. So, yeah, I think in the moment, just saying, I acknowledge that this was awful, but I need to take the upswing. I need to figure, you know, like, I need, maybe in that moment when it starts to cycle, write it down. Mm-hmm. Write it down and write how it's making you feel so that when you are in it, you're not getting stuck in this exhausted part of the cycle, this Ten of Swords part of the cycle. You're able to then move forward through that and have the like transformational stuff. I, and I think to kind of see like, you know, you've seen how the worst that this can get. Like yeah. that's to me what the devil and death and the Ten of Swords kind of indicates where this is like the, and so kind of reminding yourself, I'm not getting back to that place again. Yeah. I refuse to go back to that place again. Yeah. Changing that cycle, like being that, you know, saying like stopping yourself from spiraling, you know, 
finding a mantra that's meaningful meaningful for you of releasing like a releasing mantra yeah and just kind of like realigning yourself to stop in that moment the cycle that's happening because you refuse to let it spiral like to the depths of like a ten of swords totally i like that a lot yeah. and then burn shit yeah <laughs> or bury I it mean, or flush it down yeah. the toilet or freeze those thoughts into freeze an ice it. cube like there's actually the best thing about kind of like having sort of witchy stuff be so available via online communities is that a lot of it is about releasing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yes. working towards figuring out kind of the base level of what's going on would be a good way to make it so that in the future you don't hold on to the grudges. But in the meantime, you're almost doing like a cleanup where you have to just burn every mm-hmm. small grudge and then you can right. do bigger burns of bigger issues. Right. And as you like write grudges down, you may realize there's a common thread between these and the common feeling and the common things. You're like, you may get realizations coming up to the surface because totally. you're addressing them like at a group bulk, like group thing. Totally. Well, good luck, Grudge Monster. Yeah. Keep us updated how things go. I hope that you'll become just a monster and not a Grudge Monster. <laughs> just a regular old monster. Just a regular monster. I hope so too. <laughs> That was a calm jacob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we do some Patreon shout outs? Yes. Thank you for all the support, you guys. I know this week has been amazing. Well, very, very Claire, gracious Dear Claire posted about us on her stories as a Patreon that she loved supporting. And then I we got that. a big influx, like, so which was very sweet. So we really appreciate the support. It means a lot. And also it helps us just keep everything going. Um, And that includes the fact that we ordered 100 of the Lenormand decks and 50 of the tarot decks. (laughs) And the Patreon money helps sort of like be more businessy when we do pre-orders. We can kind of get more stuff done. So we appreciate it a ton. And yes. let's do a literal ton, a literal like 1,000 ton. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but we have new Patreon supporters, so we should pull cards for them. Do you want to start Yay! with Bonnie? I shall start with Bonnie. Bonnie, your card is the Hierophant. Oh, nice. Oh. Jaylee, your card is the Seven of Cups. Good luck. <laughs> yes. Claire, your card is the Elder of Pentacles, which in Spacious Tarot is the King of Pentacles. Um, Mark, your card is the Knight of Wands. And so, Noel, your card is the Nine of Cups. (laughs) (laughs) And Char, your card is the Knight of Cups also. (laughs) Oh, yay! Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, thank you so much for the Patreon support. We have a ton of content. There's additional episodes. I just, uh, yes. we just put up a whole sourdough related thing. We also yeah. pose questions and have like tarot cheat sheet and a Lenormand cheat sheet that Esther made that are beautiful. So there's a lot going on on the Patreon and we really appreciate your support. Yes. And we're recording a special episode this weekend and we need your questions to ask this person. So please leave your questions for this person. Yeah. And we'll try to answer them just for a special episode for you all. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and our one other announcement is that I have all of our decks in hand. So if you have any address, I'm going to send out an email to everyone who placed an order. But if you have an address change, please check your email because we Mm -hmm. don't want to send these to, I know we have at least one. So even if you've told us already, respond to this email with your address change, please. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. We want to make sure that you get the deck so you can be Lenormandly happily with us. Yeah. Lenormandly and happily if you with haven't us. ordered it, order it now and it'll be to you within the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Instant gratification. Instant us. gratification for 20 bucks. You can't beat it. Yeah. I, yeah, we keep our prices low, baby. <laughs> we, we, we try. We try. We try. All right. And this week we are not doing a deck or a book. Because (laughs) (laughs) it has been a whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind, but we are going to do the Sacred Creators Oracle by Chris Ann. We announced it in last week's episode, but while I was writing the outline uh, this morning, because my perfectionism wouldn't allow me to do it yesterday when I wasn't in the right mood for it. And then this all (laughs) happened. Um, But 
The deck is out of stock and Hay House is doing a mass market printing of it, but not till later in this year. And there's not a lot of like solid information about when that's happening. And because I put off doing the outline until the day of, I didn't have a chance to ask Chris Ann, the creator of Sacred Creators Oracle, <laughs> about if she had a date. So rather than doing a... uh review of a deck that is no longer available and when it is available will be super different. Yeah. We decided to just forego the review this week and we will pick back up next week with Roots and Wing Oracle from River and Roots. And it is a really cute little Oracle deck. Um, we'll post an image of it in our Wildly Tarot Stories so you can see it because that's Wildly Tarot Stories is an area that I'm going to update today because we haven't done a lot of our favorite cards for the last few episodes. Oh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. next week we're going to be doing the roots and wings Oracle deck. And then someday we'll do the sacred creators Oracle deck. Once Hay house kind of releases more information about what their printing of it is going to look like. Yes. Yay. Yay. So yeah. Esther, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I don't think there's anything. We don't have any more announcements. We don't, there's, I don't think there's anything. Is there anything? No, I don't think so. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't think, like, uh, perfectionism, what am I supposed to remember? Have you read anything interesting lately? No, yeah, it was just the perfectionism, just the perfectionism book, book. And I was working, I'm working through, like, exploring things, so. What? Like, like exploring, like, maybe some, like, like, Buddhism or Taoism, I haven't quite decided yet. Okay, so like, you're doing some spiritual some yes. spiritual growth stuff is your focus right yes. now. Yes, like tr trying to put feelers out, but not like, but then I'm like, this, this doesn't make, not that it doesn't make sense, but I haven't found something that resonates with me yet. So that's where my problem, like my problem lies. It's like, I'm trying to read books. I'm trying to do this. Yeah. I'm trying to do that. I'm like, mm. So I'm, I, have you I'm, contacted your monk friend? Esther has a monk friend who sends her pictures of the gorgeous monastery a lot. I have not only because I don't know who they are. Oh, that's like, I true. Just that they're a monk. I forgot that it was like a mysterious <laughs> text message chain that you weren't sure how you ended up on. How I ended up on their little monk thing. But I'm like, thank you for the pretty pictures. Have I told you about the mysterious text chain that I've ended up on? No. This woman was building like a studio in her yard. And she has the same area oh. code as my home area code. <laughs> and I think that at, initially she was texting me updates about like... This studio, which is a beautiful building, it's probably like okay. 400 square feet, four walls, a ceiling, windows, skylights, all of this stuff. She's an artist of some kind. And I kept telling her, like, I I don't know who this is meant for. I want to make sure you're getting it right. to the right person. She keeps texting me. Yesterday, she sent me a little thing about the full moon. What? She sent me like a meme about the full moon. No, what? it's actually just a picture of the moon. Duncan's photo of tonight's full moon. On Thursday, she sent me another mom. meme of, that was a quote from Crazy Horse. So this woman, I love her. I do not know anything about her except for that she's building this beautiful light-filled studio in my oh hometown. My and she's kind of a hippie. And I seriously, the last message I sent to her was... Hi, Elizabeth. I've been I've been loving your updates, but I do hope that these messages are also getting to your intended <laughs> recipient. I love your project and the energy you're putting into it, but I'm worried I'm stealing this experience from the person you're intending it for. And then because she invited me to a party. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, you might want to invite my parents who apparently live in your town and are so similar to you. <laughs> but I don't think they know each other. She oh has gosh. not responded to me. Oh my god. But I'm getting stuff like good morning. Antonio thinks he'll have the sheetrock done this Tuesday and we can have an inspection for screws Wednesday morning. I'm like Who's Antonio? How are you I know who Antonio is? <laughs> like, this is not meant for me. Because this is obviously a person in her life who she thinks knows them more than, you know, just like a acquaintance. Oh yeah, for sure. She thinks that I am helping with this project. And I love it because she like sends me updates. She sends me pictures. She sent me a picture of her husband with the most enormous leak that I've ever seen. Like uh, the oh vegetable that yes. the just said, uh -huh. look at this leak. <laughs> I'm like, who is this woman? I love her so much. <laughs> so oh sometimes we get put on random message chains so that we can have these really fun <laughs> yes. experiences. So maybe you should reach out to it and be like, 
I know we don't actually know each other, but. <laughs> <laughs> but this could be beneficial. Yeah. We'll see. That's exciting. Like I'm proud of you for like finding this space in your sort of Practice mental capacities to look for ways to strengthen your spiritual. Well it's, just, well, it's just like, I'm just, I just know that I'm being pulled in certain directions. And so that's kind of what I'm, that's why I'm exploring those directions. I'm like, okay, so this goddess seems to have let herself known to me. So what Pantheon is she in? And she's in, okay, she's in, used in both Taoism and in Buddhism. Yeah. So that's kind of my thing. It's like being respectful to like, not appropriating, but appreciating and like, what's open and what's not open. Yeah. What's, you know, and you have, but you also have so much more access to that because you live in Korea. So it's not like right. you're, you know, it's not We're celebrating. We have the, the holiday at the end of the month. The 30th is Buddha's birthday. Everyone has the day. Yeah. Off. Like that's, yeah. It's more of, like culturally yeah, intrinsic in the situation that you're in. So it feels less right. appropriative in some ways because right. you right. have all these resources that are like, not questionable yeah totally exactly yeah so i it's just but still i'm just trying to be like as respectful as possible yeah totally take it slow going on right so it's mostly still like a gut feeling like okay this resource does not resonate with me so let me keep poking like like wandering in the cave in the dark and you're just kind of like trying to poke your way that's awesome (laughs) i'm really excited for you yeah we'll see you're great i love you so much you're the best Thank you for talking me through my day. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this we is still our... have an outro to do. I know. <laughs> I guess that's our episode. Yeah, that's our episode. <laughs> Don't forget to send Lots us your questions. <laughs> yeah, we're all over the place today. You can find all of our contact information, our shop, all of that stuff at wildlytarot.com. And tell your friends about us. We had so many people tell their friends about us and that made us so, so I happy. Know. We kind of accidentally guilted Mantis into like posting about <laughs> us too. <laughs> We did, but there's some other things that are happening because you told people about us, which make us like, are getting us, you know, more recognition in our community. And we're just so, so thankful that you are being so outspoken because like your voice really does matter in this. Our voices only carry to you all and your voices like multiply even more. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You can follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our amazing Facebook community filled with people like Trish with excellent life-changing book advice by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. (laughs) Or don't join the Facebook group if you just want to stay in denial. Yeah, if you don't want to address your perfectionism, you don't need to join the group. You don't have to. It's fine. You can do that later when we're not in a a crisis, a worldwide crisis. Yeah, that's true. Now's probably not the exact right time to be like, oh my God, I'm a disaster. Let me expose myself exactly <laughs> and also as always a big thanks to at wall woman magic for putting together show notes with timestamps for our website and remember go forth and tear wildly this week Yay! we love you we so love you much, so much. <laughs>